I'm Seth Day. I use he, they pronouns. And I'm Rebecca Hackmeyer, and I use she, her pronouns. And And you're you're listening listening to Rad Rad Child Child Podcast. Podcast. All right. So uh, this week, um, just, you know, because of sort of everything that's going on in the world, um, we decided to talk a little bit about uh, the coronavirus and how to talk to kids about that, because that's definitely uh, a pertinent topic right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think kiddos have lots of questions about what's going on. A lot of things, you know, obviously for adults have changed, but especially for kids, I think it might be a little harder to understand, you know, why they have to stay inside and what's going on and all these kinds of things. So I um, wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm actually really impressed with like, all of the books that people have been pumping out like in this short amount of time like between self-published books and even like publishers um have, and like every single one that i found so far has is like a free pdf download um just like for people to have access to them you know so it's it's really amazing i'm very impressed um it was funny when like when I first found a couple of books, I was like, okay, like I'll talk about this one. And then I just kept finding more and more. I was like, wow, I have like a choice. Mm -hmm. I thought this was just going to be like whatever book I could find, but there's so many. Um, So I guess I can start and talk about mine. Um, So I, it's funny. I, there was one that I was, uh, that I really liked that I was going to talk about. And then yesterday my friend sent me another one um, that I also really loved, so I'm going to talk about them both. Um, So the one that my friend sent me uh, is called, shout out to Izzy, who's actually been on the podcast before, Um, is called Why We Stay at Home, Susie Learns About Coronavirus. And that is by Samantha Harris and Devin Scott and illustrated by Harriet Rodi. And I was actually reading a little bit about the authors. So they are medical students from Southern California. They um, basically, this is the first in a series um, about these two sisters. And they're going to talk, I'm I'm presuming based on the next one, which is about breaking a bone, that it's going to be about medical related stuff and how to talk to kids about those things, um, which is awesome. And they are, uh, they are both uh, black and the, um, the illustrator is as well. Uh, and the book is about two two little black girls um, who are sisters, which is awesome because uh, I think in a lot of the in a lot of the books that I uh, that I had access to from that were about the coronavirus, it I mean some of them were like just you know more kind of like uh, about it wasn't really narrative books, so it was about like all different kinds of people. Um, but still, I felt like there was predominantly a lot of stories about white folks. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see a story that was exclusively about a black family. And that was kind of nice. Absolutely, um, <laughs> incidental <laughs> representation. We love yes. it. Yes, <laughs> because everybody, right? Like everybody's dealing with this around the whole world, not just white people. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so. Uh, this was, from what I could tell, it was self-published. It doesn't seem to have, on the website, I couldn't find anything about a publisher. And it's just, right now, it's just a PDF download. Um, But basically, so basically, it's about these these two sisters. And, you know, it's very sweet. They're, like, sleeping in the same bed. And the one, it's that, like, hey, are you awake? Well, I am now, kind of moment. (laughs) And, uh, and the younger sister is, you know, kind of excited. She's like, oh, it's kind of fun that we get to stay home together, you know, and uh, with mom and dad. And, 
and this older sister's like, yeah, but you know, it's important to remember why. And, and the little sister's like, well, you know, I, I, yeah, it's because the coronavirus, but like, what is the coronavirus? And so they sort of go into like what it is and, and talk a little bit about it. And, um, and, uh, I, what was I going to say? Oh, they, I really like that they, they explain a lot of the terms, like they explain social distancing and they talk a little bit about vulnerable populations. They, I don't know that they use the word vulnerable populations, but they say something along the lines of like, especially people like grandma and grandpa and our neighbor. And they show like the neighbor has like an oxygen tank. Um, and, you know, so they talk about that. They talk about, they define quarantine in a very, you know, in a way that doesn't feel like a definition Right, right. They start by talking about like what what a virus is. And yeah, then, and and, then, and I like also that they show like not all viruses are bad. Like germs are everywhere. Some of them are or not all germs are bad rather. Um, but uh, that you know some of them can just do nothing, or some of them can even be good. Um, it talks about the uh, what do you call it, the symptoms. It talks about what we can do: wearing masks, staying up, staying six feet apart, washing our hands, right? germs. It says right. It says you know. So everyone has been staying home to make sure we don't spread coronavirus. This is what quarantine means. So it's not just like quarantine is this. Um, you know, there's something about the flow of it that makes it feel more like a conversation between two sisters, right? Um, and what it means, kind of practically, like what yeah. it means in this context. Yeah, not like, this is the definition of quarantine from Merriam-Webster, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you know, I think it's, and it reminds me of what we talk a lot about on the podcast about, like, giving kids the information that they need and the information that they're looking for, right? Like, they want to know, hey, what does that weird word mean for me, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it means I have to stay at home. Um, because quarantine could mean a lot of different things, right, in different contexts. But like, hey, they want to, they don't want your dissertation about it. They want to know what it means for them. Um, and so then it goes through, you know, then the, the little sister, you know, says, oh, I'm, you know, I miss my friend from school. And, and the older sister's like, well, you know, I understand that could be really hard um, not to see friends and family who live with us. But there are still lots of things we could do to say hello to them. We could video chat with them on mommy's computer. We could talk to them on the phone. We could send messages to check in on them. So I, I like that it offers alternatives, um, not just like, well, it stinks that you can't see your friends, but too bad, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's what we have to do. Um, I like that. It's like, well, here's some things we can do. You know me, I'm a practical, practical person. I want some practical solutions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and then the little, the little sister asks, you know, okay, but is that how it's going to be forever? And the last page says, no, Susie, it will get better. We just have to keep sticking together. And it's the two of them hugging. Um, it's just a very sweet book. Um, I, I really like that. I like that it's own voices. Like I was saying before, um, I like that it's a narrative, which is, you know, something we talk about a lot where it's, uh, you know, there's definitely a time and a place for both narrative books and like didactic books. Um, but it's nice. I think out of all these books, a lot of them are very, this is what coronavirus is. This is where it came from. This is, you know, it's, it's very more like explaining that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was a nice combination of that, but through a narrative, um, so they can, you know, like we, you know, like we kind of always talk about where a kid could be like, Hey, like, I, I feel like Susie felt in that book or whatever. You can sort of relate to the characters. Um, I also really like that they, cause this is something that I always thought I was like, if I was a kid, I think in the beginning, it would be kind of cool to like get out of school and like be able to stay with my family. Assuming I like my family, I guess. Um, <laughs> but as a young kid, you know, and I never saw that represented in a book until this one where, you know, she was like, Hey, it's kind of fun to be home with mom and dad. Um, 
and how, you know, just like talking about how there are different emotions, you know, that kids are, are feeling not, you know, maybe not everyone is like totally scared or totally upset about it, but there could be positive emotions uh, too, um, which is why I think it's important to like in this book, it's, they were talking, you know, the sister's like, yeah, that's, it's true that it might be fun, but we need to remember why um, we're still, right. you know, um, I talks about how I liked, I like that they defined the terms in a really natural way. Um, I like that they gave alternatives to like how, you know, how we can talk to our friends. And uh, I thought that was really nice. And, you know, and I thought it was really sweet at the end when she's like, is it going to be like this forever? <laughs> she's like, no, no, it's definitely not. Although um, because I, the, a more accurate answer might be, we just don't know, Susie. We just don't know. <laughs> Probably yeah, not. Let's end on a hopeful note. I definitely appreciate that in this context. Oh my gosh. I hope not. Rebecca, don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I really liked it. I thought it was like, you know, it's only like nine pages so or something. Yeah, it's nine pages. So it's and it has page numbers. Ooh. We love page numbers. <laughs> we love a good page number here at Red Child Podcast. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I just, I think it would be really appropriate for kids of any age, um, but especially it's nice because I think this is one you could read with younger kids where I think some of the other ones um, were a little bit lengthy and a little bit, uh, you know, kind of fact it had a lot of facts in them where I feel like a younger kid would just be like, you're lecturing me about science right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I thought that was really nice. Also, I really appreciate the way the, the illustrations are really cute, but the coronavirus just looks very pouty to me. <laughs> like, I feel like you would make a little noise like that. <laughs> yes, I, I, I really do like the, their representation of viruses and germs. <laughs> like the little germs. Yeah. <laughs> That's I like that. Like yeah, and like you said, I think the explanation of germs—that not not all germs are bad. Some are neutral. Some yeah. are good. Like I think that that was very well presented. Um, so as not to be like fear mongery. That's so scary. Yeah. Well, that's some of the things in some of the books I saw. You know, they were. It's funny because there was one book that I was reading and I was like, well, I think they made the virus too cute in this book. He looks too friendly. And then there was another book that I was reading and I was like, well, that virus looks too scary. Like there's, and this, and I know it's such a silly thing, but like, this was such a good, I feel like combination of like, like both in the way that the virus is illustrated and in the way that it was explained to make it serious, but not scary. Right. Right. It's the Goldilocks you know. effect of presentation. Yes. <laughs> Um, but I, I really, really in, enjoyed this book and I would highly recommend it. Um, and then my other, my other book that I like is called Be a Coronavirus Fighter. Uh, and that is by a Songju Ma Demik, Demiki. I don't know exactly. Demik. I'm going to say Songju Ma Demik. Uh, and Helen H. Wu. Um, and that one is by, let me go to my little sheet here. Oh, it's Yihu Press. Um, and that one is a little bit more on the didactic side, like I was talking about. And basically it goes through and it, um, it sort of explains, you know, it starts out with lately mom, dad, and teachers and a lot of other grownups are talking about something called coronavirus. They cancel trips and tell you to wash your hands all the time. What is coronavirus? Um, and it sort of goes into what it is. One of the things I like is that they actually explain why it's called COVID-19. 
like co is for corona v is for virus and d is for disease the 19 is for the year it started mm, um mm-hmm. so i i like that uh because it's actually funny my wife and i were like asking that question ourselves but didn't bother doing the research and i was like <laughs> oh i found out from a children's book right. <laughs> um they talk about it coming from well they say at first it only lived in animals but they show a bat um because you know they talk about it coming from from animals and uh they talk about you know some of the symptoms that people might have how it spreads you know very fast and that's why we have to stay outside um and then it talks and then it shifts to more like you know there's a page which is actually on the cover as well there's an illustration of all kids with sort of their little fists up and they have capes on and it's like well you know although the virus is dangerous don't panic stay calm humans are smart we have many ways to fight it Mm -hmm. and um and it shows, you know, scientists working hard to build the vaccine. Many brave doctors and nurses are working around the clock to diagnose, treat, and care for people. Um, you know, it talks about uh, scientists and, and pharmaceutical companies making medications for people. And then it, it also shifts, which I really appreciate, to talking about factory workers, pr- you know, producing face masks and protective gears, you know, delivery people sending groceries and packages to people. So it talks about other essential workers. Right. Um, you know, which, I, you know, local governments, schools and businesses disinfecting public places and keeping them clean. So I appreciate that it talks about different, not just like, oh, doctors. Um, not just you know the sort of people who we might think of as like having a higher status but talks about you know, delivery people and other folks as well right um so i appreciate that and then it talks about hey what can you and your family do stay as home as much as possible you can still have a lot of fun be creative and it shows you know it says you could be a helper and it shows um the family cooking together right and it says you uh be a reading pal and they're all reading together there's a very cute cat with its tongue out in this frame that i also appreciate <laughs> um t- and it's taught as you know it shows like taking online courses with your teachers and classmates and then it has a page that's like what can, how can you protect yourself and others and it has a couple of frames of like washing your hands wear a mask keep six feet apart eat lots of fruits and vegetables drink lots of water um it's, so all of all of that kind of practical stuff um and then the last page says, we are all together on this battle with the virus. Be careful, be smart. You can make a difference and be a virus fighter too. If you contribute to your part, we'll win the battle. And soon you can go out and play with family, hug our neighbors, and share this beautiful world together with all the people, with all people near and far. And it has a little picture of the earth. Um, and so I, I really, I really like this book. I thought it was very cute. And um, I thought it was... There were other ones that I liked, but I felt like that were too long. And I felt like this one was like, uh, like maybe for an older kid, but not like, I probably wouldn't read this to my toddler. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but at the same time, it wasn't like too much information where I felt like, oh, this is maybe a seven and up book or like, I would read this to a 40 year old maybe. Um, And I... I like that, like I was saying, I like that it sort of explains what COVID-19 stands for, it ex- and it explains a lot of different aspects about, um, you know, all of those different things, like what we can do and what other people are doing, and, you know, it's, like, kind of hopeful in, like, well, this is what it is, but here's what everyone's doing, um, and that it's, ta- like I said, I like that it talks about essential workers, um, what we can do at home, uh, and so, you know, in general, I just, I like it. I thought it was a pretty, pretty solid book. Um, my sort of way, uh, way to go is that, um, I, I think it's interesting because both 
the author and the illustrator are from China originally, um, but the illustrations mostly feature white families, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, even on the pages where there are multiple, you know, there's sort of a multiple people, um, a lot of them tend to be white presenting. Uh, and so that was a room to grow for me. Um, I would like to see, you know, like there's just like once in a while, it just feels like once in a while they throw in a slightly darker skin tone mm-hmm. <laughs> right. for fun. But like for, for me, the, the sort of clincher was like, there's three, when they talk about what we can do at home, there's three pages in a row that show three different families and they're all white families. And I was just like, why? <laughs> at first I thought maybe it was the same family, um, but it is in fact different families. Um, so that for me was kind of the only really room to grow that I had. Right. And I, yeah. The medical personnel, um, all seem to be white. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the orientation of the earth is like that very Western orientation where it's like Mm -hmm. North America. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Everyone's able-bodied. Um, there is someone with rockin' pink hair and like magenta (laughs) leggings. Uh, on the germ spreading page yeah yeah there's there's a lot there doesn't seem to be a lot of of incidental representation in this book yeah and I I think also with the families right they're all heteronormative families um and so I and even not even just heteronormative but all like mom dad kids mom dad kids mom dad kids you know not even just like a single parent family or right an abuela raising someone or you know what I mean even without talking about same-sex families there's not a lot of you know diversity in the families that are represented in this book so uh overall illustration wise I think that maybe there you know a little bit more could have been done to be a little more diverse even on the front like the the main spread on the front page I think from what I can tell, there's one child of color out of five kids. Right. Um, and so for me, that in general was a little bit of what was lacking in this book was more the illustrations than the actual information. Mm-hmm. Um, although, although I will say the illustrations are very cute. Like I, I like the style. Like it's sort of a watercolor. It's very beautiful. But I would have liked more more representation. I like this. <laughs> I like the bat. I think the bat is my favorite. He just looks so happy. Although know about coronavirus, I, I will say, like, I mean, I, I I understand that that is where kind of what has been deduced about the origins of coronavirus, but it's such like a you know like poor bats, like bats and wolves really just get <laughs> they're the, getting a bad rap. Yeah, they really do. And that, you know, it's it's a it's kind of unfortunate that that is kind of the representation. Although he is a darling bat, it's sort of like this is. <laughs> We really need to blame the bat. Come on, guys. That's true. I, I guess it, it doesn't really matter where it came from it, right. at the end of the day, right? Um, just want someone to blame. Right. <laughs> um, but overall, I, I liked it. I thought that it was a good sort of, like I said, combination of not being too, too long and giving too, too much information and not being too sparse with the information. Um, but I think this would be great for like maybe four, three or four and up. Uh, like a little bit of an older kid whereas the other um the other book the why we stay home I think could be appropriate for really any age mm-hmm. um but yeah overall I liked it um and I you know I appreciated the sort of I think mo- the thing I liked most about it was sort of the information and the way it was presented mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting the different the different um pieces of information that each of these books highlight 
mm. uh, kind of the approach to what they think is kind of foundational knowledge um, that, that children will be interested in knowing and what they should know. Um, you know, like, like you said, this one really diving into exactly how the, how the name COVID-19 was developed. Um, mm-hmm. It is interesting. Um, and then others talking more about like germs and not all germs and <laughs> hashtag not all germs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Like you said, I think it's, it's in looking through all of these books and you can find um, I've, I've compiled a list of all of the books that people have made on, you can find it on uh, radchildpodcast.com under book recommend book recs. I think it specifically says, um, and it's the first thing that'll pop up, but I think that, uh, Oh, now I totally lost my, I was plugging my website and I totally forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> this is this problem with ADHD y'all. Um, but what were we just talking about? Um, I, I think I, my, my takeaway from what you're, or where I want to go with what you were saying is that um, with that, all of these different books being compiled, um, no. one, you can really take oh, it to is the that side. They all focused on different things, I think is where I Yeah. Yeah. And find the one yeah. that kind of resonates yes, with you it and was, your family. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it, it, but it was interesting to see looking through all these books, what different books focused on, like you were saying, like what they sort of felt was the most important information. Um, and, and so, I mean, you could do, you could do a whole coronavirus story time with these books, man. There's so many. Well, um, what but comes I think to my mind is writing a whole paper on what is being highlighted and how these different books are appropriate. <laughs> So uh, you academic, on that. you. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, oh, you can have it. Take it. I don't want anything to do with writing after college. I don't want anything to do with writing. I'll co- once my paper is written, I'll come on to Red Child Podcast and read yes. it aloud to everyone. Oh, my God. Only oh, <laughs> if you do like a funny voice. That's the only way. <laughs> well, oh, do. my gosh. Yeah, that can be some bonus content for the intellectual people in our uh, audience. <laughs> <laughs> dramatic reading of academic text, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, anyway, do you want to go ahead and talk about your book? Sure. Okay, so um, the book that I want to talk about today is called, scroll, scroll, scroll on this computer that is not, doesn't work very well for me. It's called Mira Does Her Part. How One Girl Vanquished a Virus with Healthy Habits. And it is written by, um, uh, has co-authors, uh, Jen Holman and Christina Bondurant. And Jen Holman is a published author. She has written YA and kind of adult, mm. uh, I think like fan- fantasy romance. Um, I don't know why I thought you were going to say fan fiction when you said um, it. <laughs> she, hey, she may, she may dabble in the Maybe, fan fiction. Maybe, <laughs> But uh, no, she's a published author um, writing for a couple of different audiences. Um, I believe this might be her first picture book. And then Christina Bondurant is a microbiologist and epidemiologist. Um, So her name is followed by lots of acronyms, PhD, (laughs) MPH. What is MPH? I think that's a master's in public health. Oh, and, interesting. I learned something today. Yes. <laughs> and then it's illustrated by Carrie Smith, who is um, uh, an award-winning artist who uh, was born and raised in Minnesota, but now um, is based in Germany because her partner is in the Air Force, I believe. Um, oh. And so these three these three women, um, I believe they're all mothers, um, they met when their children were in elementary school. And so they have kind of bonded years ago um, as parents. 
And um, then when this pandemic hit, they kind of each brought their expertise to the table and decided to put this book together. That's wonderful. Um, and, and, it, I, and it's nice It's nice to see a book that's done by all women as well. Right, right. And so it is published, I believe it was self-published by Carpe Noctum Publishing, LLC. Um, and it is available in ebook and also in picture book or I'm sorry, in paperback um, through Amazon oh. and maybe elsewhere. Um, it, do you know if it, uh, if you have to pay for the ebook or if it is free? I think it is, or is a, a nominal fee. I think it's maybe around oh, five, okay. $5 for the ebook. Okay. Um, and so that's something it, it, it was, it came out on April 24th. Hmm. Oh, uh, so it's real new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, great. And so it um, it features a girl and her mother, um, and her mother is a scientist, and um, it begins kind of with friendship from a distance is not the same, um, watching, waiting, wishing things hadn't changed. Um, and from that beginning, I did wonder if it was going to be a book that was done in rhyme, but it is not. Um, but it does have kind of a lyricism to those first couple of pages, those first couple of lines. Um, and it shows a girl kind of um, looking out her window and a friend is waving as she walks past and, and she's kind of feeling her, her expression um, tells us that she's feeling kind of lonely and kind of done with this whole social distancing thing. Um, and uh, she's kind of asking questions um, of herself um, and then also kind of having a conversation throughout with her mother. Um, so the, the, the book kind of moves from like a, a kind of more scientific conversation about what is coronavirus, like why are we doing this? And then these kind of dream, imagined dreamscapes where Mira is fighting um, a dragon. And so the dragon kind of represents um, coronavirus and it's kind of beautifully done where um this picture there's one spread that says how can a virus make the whole world sick the last time i had a virus all it did was give me a runny nose but the picture is this earth with this kind of dragon shaped cloud surrounding mm -hmm. the whole world um to kind of give a sense that this is a worldwide pandemic and i thought that that was really uh, beautifully done um, yeah, and it looks then, like I'm seeing that like she has a little stuffed dragon, so maybe that's why she's imagining it as a dragon. Yes, yes, there yeah. is. She has a sword and a dragon, and then these things are kind of coming alive in her imagination. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, um, the way that it kind of goes back and forth between the conversation and the imagination is it's you know it says something like. Um, for example, a virus needs a host to survive, but if we wash it away, so it's kind of talking about hand washing and the importance of hand washing. And then on the next spread, you see her, There's it's wordless, but you see her in a boat on the water fighting a dragon. So there's that echoing the theme of water and using water to fight. Um, and then um, the, her mother says this new virus spreads quickly from one person to the next, even when they don't know they're sick. And she asks, so it's up to us to stop it? And she says, yes, even before it starts. And then in the next spread, you see, hold on one moment. <laughs> Are you <Everything> okay? <clears throat> yeah, did they, my family just came home from the walk that they were on. I thought they were going to be home a, out a little bit longer. 
Are you going to be able to use any of that audio with my child screaming in the background? Or yeah, don't I- worry about it. If you want to redo it, you can. Um, it's, it's up to you. Otherwise, <laughs> we could just have some with a screaming child in the background. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, right. start from wherever, wherever. Well, you can keep all this in if you want to, but <laughs> I will start. I will rewind a little bit and say okay. that um, something that I like about this book um, is kind of the 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 rhythm of going back and forth between kind of these questioning and the information with that um, Mira is the kind of the conversation Mira is having with her mother Mm. um, and the kind of imagined dreamscapes where she's taking in the information that she's getting. And then that's kind of informing this, this quest and this battle that she's having in her imagination with the dragon, um, which represents the virus and so I already mentioned the beautiful kind of earth with the dragon wrapped around. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when her mother, like, um, for example, one in one spread, um, Mira says, mom says one of the best ways to fight a virus is by washing our hands. A virus needs a host to survive. But if we wash it away and it shows like a, a, a hand kind of covered in germs, um, and then a hand that's sparkly clean. Squeaky clean. Squeaky that's a good clean. Hand. <laughs> also, also aside, white, which we can talk about representation and how um, not every clean hand is white. Um, but then it's it funny. Shows- it's funny you said that because the other day we were talking about I I am a nanny for a family who the mother is Egyptian, um, and so the you know the kids. Although I, I mean I don't. I guess they could be white. Pa- I mean, white passing, but like, for, I think they look like people, you know, like you could tell they're people of color, but at any rate, the other day we were, uh, it really has nothing to do with anything. I don't know why I said that, but the other day we were outside and their, they, their hands got dirty because, you know, we were outside and the mother said something along the lines and she's like, Oh, your hands are black. And then she pauses. She was like, no, your hands are dirty. Like <laughs> I don't want you to equate black with being dirty it's like they're not really black right they're full of dirt right you know it's like a different it's a different thing and so yeah I think I think it's interesting like to be paying attention to the words that we're using in the way like we're talking about just like when we're illustrating things too to be thinking about how things are coming across right and all right the the implicit messaging that we're giving right Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say Mira, um, you know, we see her picture, her hand in the mirror and her skin is, I mean, she's pretty white passing, but her skin is not paper white. And then this clean hand is paper white. Paper white. Yeah. Um, Which I don't think anyone really is. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, But that being said, um, then, so there's that kind of informational spread. And then in the next spread, we see Mira kind of this dreamscape where Mira is on the water, right? So echoing this idea Mm -hmm. of water and battling a dragon that is falling back into the water. Mm. Um, and so that's an example of a kind of her taking in the information and then it's informing this, this imagined sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the next, in the next spread, her mother mentions that they need to, the idea is to stop, kind of stop the pandemic or stop the virus before it starts. Right. And so then yeah. in the next sequence, Mira's fighting a dragon egg, um, kind of fit. <laughs> to keep it from even hatching and stuff. Yeah, and it's like like there's a little crack in the egg and the little like viruses are coming out of it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, it's 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 a it's beautiful. It's a it's a really beautiful um 
a really beautiful illustrate really beautiful mm. i think that the illustrations are, are 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 very well done in this book i i especially really like the watercolor aspect of the hair of the characters is really lovely right right um and then there there are a couple of kind of um reminders about sneezing into our elbows and staying home if we're sick although i would say that most of us are getting the messaging we should be staying home whether or not anyway. we're sick yeah <laughs> um uh, so and then and then there's kind of this idea that's presented that if we do our part um, for others, not just for ourselves, um, it comes out that Mira has asthma, so she might be a part of a vulnerable population. Um, and then they're kind of supporting each other. Mira is expressing frustration about social distancing, and um, they're all talking about how, or I, I like this idea um, Mira asks, but what can I do to fight a virus? A pandemic sounds so scary. And then going along with what we're saying about different books, kind of highlighting different pieces of information. Um, her mother says, there's plenty you can do. The world needs you. Pandemic is an old word that means all people. So kind of shifting it to mean like it affects all people, but also that all people are part of the solution. And it says, mm -hmm. we can beat this nasty virus if all people work together. Um, so I liked that idea. And then the imagery is, um, of, of many different people. Um, and with, there's some, in, you know, in, some incidental representation, mm -hmm. um, someone in a job, someone wearing kind of, um, a military garb, um, older, yes. younger. Yeah. I see um, a Muslim man as well. Yeah. Yeah. Kings. I see someone wearing an apron, like maybe they, they look like my Starbucks barista. Right. Who and knows? so there's all standing and holding up the sword yeah. together um there's doctors as well i also see person of size which I, a couple people of size which i yeah I yeah there's, there's yeah, like right. next to my like starbucks barista there's a woman who looks yes bigger. there's lots of body different body representation yeah. which is wonderful nice. um and when oh, i also see a man who has one arm did you notice that Oh wait, no, I didn't. I was in the, right in the middle. Head. There's a man with a blue a blue vest on. <gasps> yes, there is. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, so that is a very wonderful dense spread. And he's still holding up the the sword with his other arm, which right. is awesome. Yeah. Um, and um, so sorry, I totally derailed your thoughts. No, 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 no. That's exactly <laughs> wonderful. You're pointing out things that I hadn't that I hadn't that had not caught my That's eye. That's why I love when we can look at the books together. It's so nice with this theme that there's, that all the books are PDFs because we're able to all access them, which is right. different than our usual topics. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then it ends, they're still having the conversation and um, staying home if we feel sick, keeping our distance for a while is one way and washing our hands too. Um, and then she's kind of re reiterating for herself what she's learned and then feeling confident that, that she says, I have the power to vanquish a virus, be gone virus, be well world. Um, and then she, we see her maybe in a future self back at her karate class that she lamented missing. And she's karate chopping a piece of wood that has a dragon on it um, <laughs> and vanquishing. Great job, Mira. Keep doing your part. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, there's some great back matter. There's a history yes. of acts of pandemics. So we actually get a timeline oh. of selected pandemics that have impacted our globe. Um, and some kind of informational text with 
uh, some more kind of scientific languaging and then a glossary that covers all of kind of the the pandemic related words that have that have been included in the story mm-hmm. and in the back matter. Um, so we learned a little bit more about social distancing, which I do think was not really um, mm-hmm. highlighted social, as much. In this yeah, book. social distancing was kind of taken for granted as, some, that, as something that Maria was experiencing, but it wasn't kind of discussed in an explicit yeah, they, way. Yeah, one thing that I would say is, as a room to grow, is maybe that I, I got the impression to only stay home when I'm sick from this book. Right. Exactly. And I, I wonder I wonder if that was a product of when they started writing. I know that they did start mm. writing this at the beginning of March, which might have been That's before true. a lot the, of the You know, the information and, and the rules are changing so fast and in, in so many different places, um, you know, that I can under I could understand maybe exactly why that happens right um but there there is um a more a deeper explanation of social distancing in the glossary um Mm, yeah and so i and i so i like again like like we say these books are highlighting different things like i think that this history this timeline of selected pandemics and this idea of kind of the the linguistic uh you know information about the term pandemic or not linguistic Mm. but what is that like the origin the word origin of of the term pandemic like I think all of that is really really fascinating what I would also say is I thought that the when I saw the timeline on pandemics I sort of thought like oh that's kind of like a scary thing I don't know if I'd want to talk to my kids about that and but then as I looked I what I noticed is in general I think a like kind of a hopeful thing that you can gain from this is look see how it shows you know starting with the bubonic plague right in 1350 it shows how many lives were lost and you can see that it gets smaller and smaller and smaller as it Mm -hmm. as you know the more right the more medicine has developed and the more recent it gets so you can see like look compared to so long ago now doctors are doing so much work to make sure that less people get sick right and I think that you could draw that from from there um and I I, so I I actually do at first I was like I don't know about that um but I I've decided that I like it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I think it's just really like you're saying like the the information it's very beautifully presented because it does show Mm. that that a giant kind of blob which echoes what we've seen the coronavirus kind of be mm-hmm. um, they're beautiful like little blobs I yeah. love these little watercolor yeah. blobs yeah <laughs> beautiful blobs of death um yes. so- <laughs> that's my gender <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and so uh it it is kind of a neat neat visual representation for kids to understand the difference in these different plagues in addition or these different pandemics in addition to seeing the time that has elapsed. Um, yeah. So I think that my, my way to goes for this book, I think the art is very beautifully done. I think that the back matter, like the level of information that's provided is great for, especially for older, um, older young children. Um, the, my, my room to grows, I think that some, oh, oh, and I love the incidental representation throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a fun little Where's Waldo of representation. Right. As I was looking through that picture. I was like, oh, I see this. Oh, I see that. Yeah, and I like, I really appreciate the kind of the, the more kind of sophisticated, um, there was an echo of one of my favorite authors, um, John Birmingham, has these great books that are about, um, uh, that kind of show the child's inner world and the reality of the world um, in an interesting way. So I, I like that sophisticated approach where it's giving information and then showing how she's internalizing it and kind of what that means for her and her mind and her imagination in this battle that she's fighting. 
Um, so I appreciate that. I think room to grow some of the, some of the writing itself, I think, um, is a little bit choppy, um, mm. the level of information presented, like it, it, it reads, it, I think the intention behind it is that it reads more like a kind of a stream of consciousness and kind of snapshots mm. of conversation and snapshots of information. Um, but there are some places where I kind of expected something that then then didn't deliver. Like there's an ellipses mm-hmm. where I thought that there would be more information provided. And then the, the picture did the work, but it kind of wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, it's a little uh, clunky. Yeah, but overall, I think that it, um, it, it comes together really beautifully. It presents information in, like I said, like a more sophisticated way, which might be something that will capture the attention of, of kind of older child readers Mm-hmm. And the, the 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 visual elements are really lovely and um, really help to tell the story, which which is what should be the case in a picture book. So, well, what I will say for me that I think is interesting as I'm looking at this spread of all these people holding up the sword, right? While there is there are different kinds of representation that we were talking about. I counted because I'm like that. There are 46 people, and six of them are coded as people of color. Right, forty six. Like, like there's that you're either white or blue in this image, um, as the color of the book. But they're they're you know out of all of those people, the fact that there are only six that are people of color to me is like, um, you know, especially because it is about a, a white girl and a white mother. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I would have liked to see more, uh, you know, that's something that I'm always rooting for, right? Is more representation if, and not to say, right, that we can't have books about white people that, you know, that's fine. But then I feel like we should be doing the work to have more representation in, you know, in, um, incidental representation of other people. Right. So on the, on the spectrum, I think this yeah. book falls on the right side of history. Um, but there's always room for, always room for more. Yeah. You know, we're we're very picky here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Incredibly picky here at Radchild Podcast. Well, I mean, I think you have to be. I think I think there's a, a difference between like like my wife always, you know, sort of teases me and she's like, Well, why can't you just be happy with, with you know the representation of it? Like be glad that there's this and I'm like, Okay, but I think that we always have to be striving for more, right? We have to we have to be able to say this is great, this is a great stepping stone, but this is where we wanna be. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I think it, there's there's something about like I don't want to sit here and be compl- you know complacent about oh well that's good enough. Um, I think that there's while recognizing the great representation that they're you know the representation that's happening that's good also saying hey we could be doing more right you know right agreed I, I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer here where I'm always like I got like Crystal always says that she's the pessimistic one I feel like sometimes <laughs> I do that too. She's absent. We have to fill that fill that gap. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I think um, I think that's a really good point. So I think that uh, this book goes further than than many that we've seen, um, but there's always room for more growth for absolutely. sure. Um, and then one line I I I just I don't understand particularly when the the folks who created this book are like academics and parents, mm. um, and they say I even miss school. 
like every one of these books that kind of says like I even miss school. It's like, are there not kids out there that love like school? school? You know, like I don't know. I wasn't one of those. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> so your eyes just went, yep, yep, that tracks, that tracks. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So for me, I'm, whenever I see that, like I, I don't know. I guess I'm just like, hey man, like why can't we? Why can't we be? Well, I guess it, school. It, it reminds me a little bit of when I was talking about like like how some kids probably find this fun right Mm -hmm. now. And I didn't see that represented in a lot of books until the, you know, the, the one that I had just talked about where, you know, not everyone has the same experience, right? There probably are kids who are like, I really like school and I miss school. Right. And, you know, so I think that, yeah, definitely um, the representation of kids having different, you know, different feelings and opinions about things. And I think that's, what's nice about the more narrative books, right? is we can have one kid's opinion like in the book, you know, like in the book I was talking about um, before that now I can't, I lost my little chart of the why we stay home where Susie can, could say, you know, Oh, and you know, it's fun to stay home and that's Susie's opinion. Right. So we can, and then we can open it up and say, how do you feel about staying at home? Right. I guess for me, I do feel like the like school being a drag feels like the the like kind of the, the normative traditional yeah. messaging, you know. And yeah. maybe and I and that's yeah. not that's not totally fair because I know at the same time that school is like a ve- obviously like um, a very uh, heteropatriarchal, like cis, white, normative space. So like for yeah. many kids who do not enjoy school, there are legitimate reasons to have had a shitty, shitty experience at school. But at the same time, I feel like that that messaging of like school being a drag, um, I don't know, like that. I'll have to think about that because for me, it feels like... Um, well, I'm certainly not every kid feels that way. Right, um, right. So for me, when I read that, I'm like, hey, come on. Like, what about the, you know, what about the kids that really enjoy school? Or yeah. do you have to kind of be down? It kind of makes it seem like it's like it's normal to not like school, which yeah. at this, so I, I react negatively to that as an educator. Are you, a kid who <laughs> are, you, are you coming from an educator perspective or are you coming from a perspective of a kid who likes school or both? Right, probably both, right? I'm probably an educator yeah. in some First, in to some degree, because I was a kid that liked school, mm. uh, which is not the See, only. I hate I hated school. school, but I became an educator. Right, that's the I thing. And like, like not everyone, yeah, not everyone. <laughs> so that's why I was curious. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, so I'll have to think about that within myself, whether or not, yeah, why I'm reacting that way to that line. But that was a line it's, that jumped out at me. It's funny because. Of her- specifically for me middle school was the worst like it was such a traumatic time that literally my brain has blocked out a lot of memories from middle school for me like to protect me from them and uh but I ended up loving teaching middle school I thought I was gonna hate middle schoolers and they thought I was so cool it's such a challenge and um I I really appreciate teachers for that it's really really hard um, to just have all these different kinds of learners and different kinds of people coming from different places and, and to teach, you know, and then to plus meet each all of them the, where they are and get them. Yeah. Where they go. And it, plus all the restrictions you have on you with curriculum and with different things. And, absolutely. you know, it's, it's just, it's the whole thing is just wild. So thank you teachers. Right. And I do think that during this time parents are, I mean, we see all these funny memes, but I think parents are getting appreciating a taste of, of how challenging it can yep. be work with so many yep. learners um 
Um, we need to do a formal kind of sign off for our actual, like our final uh, recommendations or anything we want to say about our, the books we actually talked about. Um, I think we could probably just say goodbye at this point. I think we had some good, good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking, well, I'm looking forward to diving deeper into the list that we have generated together and the list that you've put together so that I can write my paper on the representation <laughs> of information and family. Cannot, age cannot wait to have you, cannot wait to have you on to redo a dramatic reading of that. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to uh, talk about our, our next uh, COVID related. No one's ever been this excited about COVID before. Right. Um, let's talk about our next, uh, our next topic. Yeah. I look, look forward to it. Always a pleasure. All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And remember, stay rad.